0: My name is Olivia Eisenhart. I'm a writer in New York City. And when I'm not up all night buried in notes, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and today is another album discussion episode. Um, You guys are probably tired of hearing this, but um, I was inspired to do this series of episodes because of my friends on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. They talked about um, during one of their episodes, they were going to bring out a chess clock and sit together and... um, discuss songs one quickly after another and they said and Jesse Jackson don't steal this idea and I I said wow that is a good idea but I wonder what else I could do and I got to thinking we rank songs a lot and we rank albums but we haven't taken the time to go through each album and rank the songs so I went to call out to different fans and people seemed to embrace the idea and today, my good friend from Down Under, Jeff, is joining me to talk about one of my favorite albums. So after that long introduction, how are you doing, Jeff?
0: Oh, good here, Jesse. I'm happy to be back talking to you about Bruce.
1: Yeah. Um, Jeff joined me way back on, I had to look this up, episode 61, back Ooh. in August of 2016. So, um, it, and I will include that in the show notes. If you want to go back, if you've not heard his discussion, um, how's everything been going with you?
0: Oh, been going pretty good. You know, just working away, doing the thing. And, um, I think, you know, we saw Bruce last summer over here again, which was excellent. Um, we saw him on the night where, uh, apparently our prime minister had talked to your brand new president and, uh, it had been the night of uh, the, the day that, you know, the president hung up on the prime minister on the telephone. And Bruce, uh, Bruce made quite a few references to that during the show, which was quite funny.
1: Yeah, he did that cover of the song, Don't Hang Up. I had not heard that song, but that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. Bruce and the band were following around on the stage laughing. Oh, I bet. So... Yeah, it was uh, It was really, really good. I, I got to see... I think three shows on that sort of mini world tour of Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Um couldn't get to see uh, as many as I have on previous tours. You know, we had funding issues. Yes,
2: so, uh,
0: I know that feeling well. Mm. But you know, I've got to be got to be happy and grateful that I got to see three shows out of nowhere because there was no tour sort of planned or anything down here. And suddenly, shows are announced and tickets go on sale. So
1: yeah, you People... know, we we've talked about this before, oh. Jeff. That you know that tour was the was the miracle tour because it was not planned, and just you know they just decided well we could promote the box set a little bit, well if we're gonna do a few shows we should do a few more, and all of a sudden, I think the band was just having a blast, and they like well let's just keep doing this, so um, yeah it it was something pretty special. I've um, I've purchased a couple of the shows that were. Um, that have been available for that leg of the tour. Um, I I think Bruce is, I think he has a, a love of performing period, whether it's in the US or Europe, but I do think he seems to have a special love going down to Australia and New Zealand. And you may be biased, but do you feel that too?
0: I get a bit of a feeling about that. Either that, or he's he's maybe trying to make up for the tours where he didn't come here. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, yeah, he, he definitely says a lot more about loving being in Australia. And I think I think because we have a beach culture, and you know, he, he, we know he's a big fan of that sort of stuff. And you know, they always go on side trips and and see. I guess. To, to people in America or elsewhere in the world, sort of weird stuff and weird wildlife that we have, and it's, you know, it's all quite amusing to them. So. But certainly the, the performances on stage always seem to be one of those, some of the ones that the band seem to just you know, really click into gear, and, and it just works. Yeah, I totally
1: agree. It is, um, first off, you know, on my, um, as they say, bucket list to go down there sometime, and see that, be- you, you know, your beautiful country. But also it would just, how much fun would it be to go down and see, um, you know, Bruce perform there? Uh, just, it, you know, so we could dream. Oh uh, yeah, you never know one day. Exactly, absolutely. Well, I, I am glad everything's going well. Uh, today we are going to talk about Tunnel of Love. It is uh, the eighth studio album from Bruce. It is not considered an E Street Band record, even though members of the E Street Band played on it. It was released on October 9th of 1987. Uh, In 89, the album was ranked number 25 on Rolling Stone's magazine list of 100 best albums of the 80s. And then in 2003, Rolling Stone ranked it 467, on their list of 500 greatest albums of all time. Um, What are your thoughts on Tunnel of Love in general, Jeff?
0: I think it's a much underappreciated album, Um, probably due to the fact that an awful lot of the songs don't get played a great deal. Um, It's one of my favorite albums, as you said, uh, as well. and um, Because I knew we were going to have this discussion, I, I had it playing a couple of times through the week and you know i'd forgotten just how good an album it really is you know i'd listened to odd songs of course but I actually played it all the way through a few times and i thought wow that's a really really good record um it'd be great to hear it played you know updated a bit maybe some of the, the old 80s production values maybe not what we're used to today but still a brilliant album
1: uh i absolutely agree in fact um if there were, if I could creatively take off a couple of ep- a couple of songs, it it may have been my f- it may it would be up there in the discussion of my favorite albums. Um, it it just I, and I realize you know when you're talking Born to Run, Darkness, um even yeah. the Rising or Wrecking Ball as modern albums, um but the Tunnel of Love is has a special place uh, for me it was i remember buying it i was living in dallas um, we had moved up here in 86. um you know i went and bought it for uh, the actual album put it on the turntable was listening to it played it often um and i worked with a guy um vinnie was a major Springsteen fan and we were talking I guess around probably the middle 90s we were in his office and he was talking about that Tunnel of Love is one of his favorite um, releases that he would often just put it in the car as he was traveling and just get lost in that music
0: that's a great expression there just get lost in that music that's that's sometimes how I feel when I was when I was listening to that album through the week they just sort of Wow, where did that journey go? Where did the time go? You know, yeah, I, agree. I was just completely yeah, and yeah, I was um, I was sixteen, going on seventeen when that album came out um, about a month before my seventeenth birthday, and yeah, I was a I was a new fan at the Born in the USA point um, mainly because of my age, um, but I had, I had all the back catalogue, you know, weeks after hearing Born in the <laughs> USA, um, you know, I was hooked from the start. Um, So I was really looking forward to this release And, you know, because Post Born in the USA The hype was quite big in the UK I was living in the UK at the time And, um, you know, there was all this You know, it's out on Tuesday It's out on Tuesday And, of course, I had to wait until the weekend To get into the city to actually buy a copy of it We didn't have a record store in our little town So, you know, and then I'm taking it home on the bus And, you know, reading all the album liner notes And all this stuff before I could... (laughs) before I could get to play it, um, I knew the brilliant as Guy's Song" because I'd had the single version of that for for weeks, and I think I'd almost played it to death, um, <laughs> no doubt much to the enjoyment of my parents in the next bedroom. But um, <laughs> you know, and it was it was funny. It came out at a time in a time in my life where my mum and dad were beginning to go through some stuff of their own at, at that at that point, and I guess that record sort of helped me make a better sense out of grown-up, adult-type relationships. And, you know, my own experiences up till that point have really been the, uh, the sort of ooh, ooh got a crush on you type of thing. And, uh, you know, some very nervous heart-in-mouth times and desperate angst and occasional nervous fumblings. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of just came at the, the right point for me because I was, I was just looking around to make sense of really what was going on in in my own world and myself and yeah, just, just at the right time. So that's, I guess that's probably why I'm so fond of the album.
1: You know, that's an interesting point. I had, um, I, I had not realized how, um, how much of this album was about, his relationship with his first wife till later and mm. and I remember someone talking about uh, a discussion of it turns out this is the uh, this is an album of the disillusion of a marriage and um and as I've gotten older, a lot of the lyrics in many of the songs speak to me more than. Um, I think they did to me when I was younger, and um so yeah, just i I totally agree with you songs that um, in fact i've been lucky enough to hear a couple of songs live, not many, and um when you hear them with the modern band you they just work so well, mm-hmm. and uh i you know this would be um if, you know, for a while there, he was doing album shows, um, I, you know, during like working on a dream tour. And I was like, this would be one I would love to hear, um, even though there's a couple songs that I'm not particularly fond of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I, I, I did not have a lot of problems picking my worst song had a lot of discussion about, a lot of mental anguish on my best songs.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was exactly the same. I had no problem uh, figuring out number 12, but I had a bit of wrestling to do with... Uh, number one, I think I got as well, but everything in between, I was, oh, I can't put that one there. That's not fair on that yeah. one. <laughs> but uh, I suppose I should add that... Uh, Again, this another reason this uh, this album so special to me is I saw Bruce for the first time on the Tunnel of Love Express tour. Oh, nice! So that's you know that's the first time I was old enough to go you know intercity on my own, even though my parents told me I couldn't go, I still made it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what we did, and uh, yeah, and you know that was a that was an incredible experience because I'd only ever seen. You know, really small bands in really little venues, and this was a stadium show. You know, and this was Bruce.
1: I, I have to ask: Did they find out after the fact that you went, and oh, yeah. was, was the punishment worth the um, the experience?
0: Um, I don't think I was punished. I can't remember. I got you know. I just remember I got home, got home safely the next day, and. Um, they they knew something was afoot when I sort of came in from the train at ten in the morning and went straight to bed and slept for uh-huh. you know <laughs> about six hours and then got up and played the Tunnel of the Love album very loud so uh, I I got found out but I think at that point my uh, my mother certainly discovered that uh, Bruce was here to stay in my life and you know by association hers <laughs>
1: that is so funny
0: <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah that I'm I'm right there with you. All right, so for those of you who have not listened to one of these uh, episodes before, our format is, uh, independently, Jeff and I have taken the 12 songs of Tunnel of Love, and we have ranked them from top to bottom. Um, We certainly mean no disrespect. um, Almost, I think, with the exception of Night with the Jersey Devil, any Bruce Springsteen song is better than most other people's songs. Um, sorry, New Jersey Devil just always like the you <laughs> there. Uh, so um, we may, uh, we, we certainly do not mean to offend anyone who's a fan of a song we ranked low. Uh, this is just our opinion. We would love to hear y'all's thoughts. We're going to go one through one, starting at the um, least favorite up to most favorite. Um, so any last thoughts before we get into our countdown?
0: Yeah, just put a disclaimer in here that by ranking them down the bottom, I don't in any way suggest that they're bad songs. Well, yes. maybe, with, maybe with the exception of number 12, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, and I also, um, I had um, a someone, um, I, I had Tim from uh, here in Dallas uh, shared with me, uh, we did Tracks album number three and he kind of put a disclaimer he said next week if you asked me to rank this i would probably rank them in a totally different uh except for probably one and twelve you know yep. in this case you know we would they totally change and i, I agree with that
0: um, okay.
1: 100% yeah so with that said uh let's uh go from top to bottom what is your least favorite song on the album my least
0: favorite song on the album is the first song on the album ain't got you um, yeah, um, uh, for me, it's, it's been totally reaction to you know the Born in the USA huge success and you know he's got everything under the sun and he hasn't but he hasn't got himself or the girl or whoever. But it's just a annoying song and I guess it's supposed to be done tongue in cheek with a sense of humour. But uh, as Bruce songs with a sense of humour goes, for me, don't work. Um, he does it much better in other songs later.
1: I am totally in sync with you. I was hoping we were. Uh, That was easily, when I sat down to make the list, I knew that would be the worst song uh, from my perspective. Um, I'm sure there are people that are fans of it, but um, I know little Steven is not, (laughs) is someone in (laughs) our camp. Um, I I don't think, um, you know, Ain't Good Enough for You is one of the outtakes that, you know, uh, came out on uh, you know the the promised box set, mm. and that's just I love that song, and so um, I think there's there is a there's other there are better songs that Bruce has about heartbreak and not having not being able to get um, you know the girl, um, and yeah I agree with you. This is just this is a song I skip, and in fact when I talked about hearing it live, this would be one of my go, eh, can you just start with song number two?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I with you on that. I mean, I'm, I'm not a believer in bathroom breaks during Springsteen concerts, but I think for me, that might just be the moment. You know? There you
1: go. Absolutely. Huh. All right. So we're in sync so far. What would be your next one?
0: Uh, my next one is Cautious Man. Um, just not a very engaging song. Um, some interesting words, um, but for mine, the story isn't as good or the character is nicely defined as as some of the songs that he, he writes about other characters and, you know, to make a point in some of his later work. It's just, um, it's not a bad song. Um, it's just, for me, it doesn't do the point that he's trying to get across justice. You
1: know, Jeff, I think I will be saying that often. This isn't a bad song, Uh, with the exception of "Ain't Got You," which I do think is a bad song. um, And I promise, uh, listeners, we will quit beating up "Ain't Got You." But um, it is—it is not on my list at that level, but it is very close to that level. Um, I did spare parts is wow. my least favorite song now when i watch it live and they have the beautiful piano intro i i like it a lot more but when if i look at the studio version it's just not a song i care about that much don't think it's a bad song just but as i was ranking the songs you know i'm going well if i could hear this one or this one which one i hear and it got down to, uh, you know, the next, to last
0: song. Wow, that's a, that, that's a surprise for me. Okay. Oh, uh, I'll not say when I've put spare parts until we get to it. But uh, right. wow, no, it's something else. Yeah, that's that's just yeah, that's how you feel about some songs, isn't it? Yeah, and
1: I think that's part of the fun of this is, mm. um, you know, uh, you know, you're because that's the idea of having a couple of people do this is. Uh, you go, wow, I I wouldn't have ranked that one that low, or, ooh, I wouldn't have ranked that one that high, so very nice. Uh, What's your uh, next one?
0: My next one is Valentine's Day. Again, for similar reasons to um, Cautious Man, just, it it just doesn't grab me, I mean, there's some, it's almost like he's trying to make some big points in that song, but not quite doing it as well as he does elsewhere. Um, and it's a fairly, fairly nothing sort of a melody for me. It just sort of just trudges on, you know. It just sort of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> there's, there's not a not a great deal there. But some of the lyrics for me save it for being for being a complete dead loss. So, I mean it's it's not quite ain't Got you. But um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, again, I just don't. If I had to hear that or another song, I'd pick the other song probably.
1: Very interesting. I now see I that ranked higher on my list, um, and I'll share a little bit more. I I do like um, the I like the simplicity of the music and the melody a little bit more. I do agree it the uh, lyrics are not um, overly uh, you know deep, but it's one I like a little bit more than you. My Third worst is Cautious Man so we were very close on mm. that one um, and, and I really do think that um, I could have very easily switched it in spare parts uh, for every reason you talked about I just didn't find Cautious Man it doesn't speak to me It I don't find it very interesting it's just it's just the song yeah I mean
0: I, I don't really care about Bill Horton Whereas yeah. I care about some of his characters in other songs.
1: Yes, absolutely. All right, next up.
0: Uh, what are we on to now? Number nine. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I put in, uh, see, it's starting to get difficult now to, to to come up with one over another. I put in All That Heaven Will Allow. Okay. Um, I just find it annoying. Okay. Um. No, no. I mean, I listen to the song, and I I do like the song, and um, that's what makes this so 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 difficult. Um, there's there's just something about that song about you know, just you know, just go home and get your other pants with your wallet, man. You know, I just I it just annoys me that that whole bit at the start there. And when it was played live, I liked it more. But then it had the long intro with. Uh, with Bruce and Clarence messing about and, you know, pretending to be sitting on a park bench and stuff. So that was kind of cool. But, yeah, no, this song, it's just not... I just don't find it as engaging as some of the others further through the album. So
1: I ranked it higher, but when I get to it, I will tell you why. Mm. I will tell you, when I heard the song the first few times, I'm like, okay, so you're into the dance you can't buy her a coke because you don't have any money you can't buy her anything to drink i mean you know what what do you mean dude <laughs> you know okay fine when you dance are you gonna make her do this uh so i always think about that um and and so i think you're hilarious like okay go back and get your your
0: wallet exactly i mean you know you're not going to impress a girl coming in and saying hey i got a dollar let's have let's have the greatest night of our lives here you know yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um i also at this point is really starting to debate on when you're doing it so uh number nine for me was two faces once again not a song i totally dislike but just it's one that doesn't stand out to me um you know the the first uh, four or five songs that on this album i immediately can just name off how much i love them two faces one i actually had to um as you i listened to the whole album and this morning i listened to two faces again uh to kind of like okay wh- where am i feeling between this and cautious man and spare parts and uh, it just um, didn't make it for me.
0: Mm, wow, I'll get to uh, I'll get to Two Faces, uh, but yeah, I can see I can see your point on there. It's a very simple song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: All right. Uh, how about number eight?
0: Number eight. Uh, when you're alone. Um, I plumped for that song in that in that position because I'm starting to get into the songs that I really really like now and you know you're forced us to put them in an order so um i i do like i do like this song um particularly the chorus um it's it's you know there's words of bruce's that from songs that will just pop into your head at times and sometimes that when you're alone you're alone thing just comes in just comes into my head and because i never used to be comfortable being on my own i never used to like it very much um but you know years later and Lots of therapy bills later. Um, yeah, I can do that now. And I, and I sort of laugh at myself kind of whimsically. And I guess thinking back to the 16, 17-year-old teenager alone in, in the dark in his bedroom listening to music. Um, yeah, it just makes me reflect on uh, how far I've come.
1: Yeah, I have that at exactly the same spot. Um, huh? Yeah, I um, and I do agree with you. Um, that chorus of "When you're alone, you're alone" is really deep, um, because we have all felt that aloneness or the the ache of wanting someone to be there for you and mm-hmm. to comfort you and to share uh, both the good and the bad with. And um, you know, when you're alone you're alone, and, and I, yeah, just a very simple phrase, but a very deep phrase, so, yeah, we're right there yeah. in the sync on that one.
0: Yeah, I think I love, I love the way, though, that he, he always adds that when you're alone, you ain't nothing but alone. Yeah. You, I, you can take that two ways, you know, that can be like, you, you know, you are really alone, or, you know, you're only alone. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, next up, uh, where are we down to now step. seven one step up one step up and two steps back um you know, it's, I guess it's a, again a difficult one for me I just have vague memories of seeing a music video for that one um, Bruce looking extraordinarily awkward as he usually does in these sort of, um, act, so called acted videos you know and it's a clever song. I mean, it is a, for me, it is a very clever song where he um, compares the battles going on in his relationship with practical things that aren't working. You know, the, his car's not going, and his, his furnace isn't burning. And you know, again, it comes down to this sort of like, well, if you can't do that sort of stuff, man, you know, if you can't fix the car or get it fixed or heat the house, I'm not surprised she's getting annoyed at you and leaving. Um, and the, the bit at the end, you know, uh, do we know if he do we know if the if the girl at the bar that he sees that doesn't look too married, do we know if he ends up with her or not? I, I'd quite like to have that one resolved. Yeah. In that song, for me, that's for me that's quite important, you know. Or does he does he reflect and almost get to that point of cheating and then and then think, well, you know, I've actually got a good thing. I'm going to go. and Fix it up, or you know, does he sort of say, Oh, well, to hell with that, you know, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go with this other chick?
1: Yeah, um, I gave, uh, you'll be interesting to see where you, I gave that one. Um, and I, when I get to it, I'll explain maybe mm. a little why. Um, good, good points though. My number seven was Tunnel of Love. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe because it's... I've heard it so much. Um, It it is certainly a good song. And uh, if he played it live, I'd be happy to hear it. Um, It just... You know, at this point, I'm reaching where um, it's almost you know, minutia of picking where they go. Um, So... um, it, it just is not um, I, I like I, you know the, maybe because it's a uh, i just don't like the music as much as the other ones so um it, it's certainly um, i love the idea when i hear the live shows back during that tour starting off with that and everything but um if i had to put it down i would get it and it's you know, right at the midpoint of the album, so that's where I'd go with it.
0: Yeah, seems fair. It was the first, uh, first Bruce Springsteen song I ever saw live, of course.
1: Absolutely, and that's got to help a special place for you. Mm. All right, so now we're looking at our top half. So, where you got?
0: What are we now? Number six. have um, put in Walk Like a Man in number six, um, because the lyrics in this song... Uh, get me every time Um, they kind of scare me a bit as well if I can sort of try and explain that it's it obviously comes out of Bruce trying to reconcile his relationship with his father and yeah I had a similar sort of a relationship um, when I was younger you know my dad was beaten down by work and life and, and all the rest of it and that lying about I was young and didn't know what to do when I saw your best steps stolen away from you. Um, well, I can feel it all, I can feel it now just talking about it. you know it, it just gets it just gets that emotion in me and f- unless I'm in the right mood, I sort of want music I'm listening to to be optimistic and I don't find a lot of optimism in that song. Um, so when I was thinking this 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 song came very close to being number one or number two for that reason, but also I, I sort of I'm gonna put it down because there's there's songs that would make me happier. but for that for that reason, I think it's a a great song and the 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 simple arrangement in this case I really love.
1: I am almost there um, and so I, I, I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, I love the idea, I'll walk like a man and I'll keep on walking. Mm. You know, the idea of no matter what's happening to me, just one foot in front of the other. You know, keep striving to reach your goals, to live your life, to be there for your family um, is just in a... It is a depressing song, but it also is, when you add that phrase, I'll keep on walking, is an optimist song that I'm going to continue to strive. Um, Makes it, um, like I said, it is one um, above you. Um, My number six was Valentine's Day. We've already kind of already talked about that. so, um, you know, I um, I actually gave Walk Like a Man the, step a- the spot ahead of that. Uh, okay. All right, so number five for you?
0: Number five I put in Tunnel of Love. Okay. Um, I was really getting down to, you know, really getting down to how do I differentiate now between these songs. Um, Tunnel of Love, obviously, I said, was my the first song I ever heard, and they did the little... You know the band coming on and buying tickets at the ride and balloons and and all this all this stuff and Clarence in a pink suit and it, you know it completely blew me away because this was me finally seeing Bruce and I always have that memory of it. But trying to trying to get away from that and just think about the song itself, um, it's a pretty pretty decent Bruce song. It's by nowhere near near his best, but you know it's, it's far far from his his worst and the. The one metaphor that I really love is, is you know, the tunnel of love, the fairground ride. It can be exciting and it can be frightening at exactly the same time. And so can relationships. So get on with it.
1: <laughs> you know, well said, Jeff. I think that's absolutely uh, perfect. Um, and And I think it would have been fair for you to give it more points for your first song um hearing live um yeah i you know like i said it at this point we are in the uh like an excel spreadsheet we're having to go to five or six digit uh decimals <laughs> yeah. to this ratings yeah um all right so already did walk like a man is nine number five what's your number four
0: my number four is spare parts
1: oh wow so you like mm. it a lot
0: tell me huh? why again i like it a lot largely because of the the music video um the music video the live uh parts of that were filmed at the show i was at oh wow um when it came out as a single and came on you know vh1 or mtv or whatever it was at that time um and it comes up with you know sheffield um, rock, pop concert this way, or whatever. wow, that's that's chef. I wonder if that's the day I was there. And as you see the band on the stage and things, it, it, it was the day that I was there. And um, so when you see the crowd shot, I, I'm in that Bruce Springsteen video somewhere. Nice, uh, you know, me and 40,000 other people, of course, hey, it but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I'm claiming it. Um, yeah. You know, so but uh, you know, as a song. I think more so than Tunnel of Love, the live version gets it up the list for me, because um, the, the live version is just it's really much, uh, much angrier, much rougher than the studio version, but the studio version just brings back all these, all these great memories and stuff, so yeah, purely on a, on a live score, I think it, it, it's higher for me.
1: Okay, very nice, Very four. Now, my number four is all that heaven will allow.
0: Yeah.
1: um, and here's the reason why um I was listening to an interview with uh Lynette Corolla for a while was doing a uh Springsteen <clears throat> podcast. in fact, she's one of the reasons I started this is she was interviewing other um f- celebrities, you know friends of Adam, Corolla or friends of mm. hers. And tearing their Spring story. And I wanted more of those. And she wasn't doing them. And so, in the spirit of instead of cursing the darkness, I lit a candle. I um, decided to start this. But one of Adam's partners, and I do not remember the guy's name. And if I was a better podcaster, I would have <laughs> opened up. He talked about having cancer and how he. Um, Took this song And used that as one of his Battle cries And as my listeners know You know this past year I went through colon cancer And now doing well But the line is Now some may want to die young man Young and gloriously Get it straight now mister Hey buddy that ain't me Cause I got something on my mind That sets me straight and walking proud And I want all the time all that heaven will allow and that lyric means a lot to me i like the idea of i want all the time i i i'm not going to die young and gloriously and so when he shared that i had never thought of you know the song this is the song about the guy who forgot his wallet and he's you know, wanting, he's, he's got the date with an angel, to quote another, mm. you know, pop song, and when I thought of it that way, the song changed for me, and that's why it made my top four.
0: Yeah, wow, that's really cool, actually, thinking about it that way around, and yeah, that makes, that makes a difference to that song for me, now that I've heard you say that, um, Cause yeah, I was just thinking it was the yeah it was the guy who just wanted to spend as much time with a attractive girl as as possible, and yeah, obviously that's part of what you're saying too. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Well, thanks. Can we do can we do this again? And I'll move it up. a bit?
1: <laughs> that's, that's very nice. Uh, well, I feel the same way about a couple of your songs now. Now I'm like hey, I should move up. All right, uh, we're in our top three. So, now I before I ask you. I will tell you, as we're talking, I'm sitting there going, should I switch these? Should I switch these up? <laughs> uh, this is truly these top three. Um, I could have taken a a dice and you know put them and shook and like, okay, yep, that's number one you know, I could have drawn randomly of these, so that said, yeah. what's your three?
0: Yeah, well, I could have, I had number one anchored in, um, and obviously, I think from from just reflecting on what we've talked about, I think we've got two of the same, but in what order in the top three? Right. My, my number three is Brilliant Disguise. Um, again, it was a it was a, you know, it was a hair's breadth from being number two. It was maybe two hair's breadth from being number one. Um, I just I just really love that song. Um, it was my first sort of experience of a, like a new Bruce album after Born in the USA. You know, I bought all the old ones and listened to them, but this was my first experience of a new Bruce album. And this was the single, which was released, you know, way ahead of the album. And, there was part of me thinking, you know, am I going to love this as much as I love the old stuff? Wow, yes, I do. Here it is, Brilliant Disguise, and um, I was in my first, <laughs> first tentative, seventeen-year-old, sort of slightly more serious relationship, and uh, I was thinking, what Brilliant Disguise talks about, you know, I, uh, you know, who the hell am I? Who's you know, this woman's going out with me? Why? Who the hell am I? You know, am I really like this? Am I nice? I, I don't see myself being nice all the time. You know, I'm doing the nice things with her and saying the nice things, and but is that really me? And you know, typically doing the uh, the, the the adolescent going up, overthinking and over analysing everything. And I guess that's why I became a psychologist. Um, yeah, it's all Bruce's fault. But uh, oh. no, I really love that. I really love brilliant disguise and for me the music video within just sitting there playing the song at what looks like a kitchen table or or whatever, you know, the the one shot just getting closer and closer and closer. Um, I think that's a really cool video as well. It is a cool
1: video. It is my number three. Um, and it almost made number two. Mm. Um, it was so close and there is a personal reason why I have the number two. Um, it is there is so much in there that the depths of this lyrics and to say you know god have mercy on the man who doubts what he's sure of mm-hmm. i there you know there are things where you you have a i know in my heart of heart what my core Beliefs are, and then all of a sudden, when you're doubting that, uh, is a tough. Um, I believe this is, um, you know, he was he was nominated for Grammy on this one. Um, Yeah, this, and I I agree with you. That video is just amazing. That no cuts, just one shot. Um, It's just, it's an amazing
0: song. Yeah, the, the, the video accompanies the, the lyrics just so well as it sort of narrows down and narrows down and narrows down and gets more and more personal and more and more dark. And then yeah. it finishes off with the with those two lines that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, just so great. All mm. right, number
0: two? Uh, put this one way down. Um, two Faces. Okay. Um, I just love this song. Um That's me. That's my story, man. Um, It's the, it's just the sort of, for me, that's that's just being a guy. You know, Um, you want to make her happy every day on one hand, but on the other hand, you can't do that because you can't even make yourself happy every single day. It just doesn't work. And, you know, for me in my life with relationships, it's, it's spilled out and you, you do end up sometimes feeling sunny and wild sometimes you know the dark clouds come rolling by and you it can cost you your relationship and um, I guess you know Bruce from his the, the the biography his autobiography talks about his his wrestles with you know real depression which you know can impact relationships and um, yeah I mean that's just been me I've been capable of being two people in one relationship um, all my life, not so much now, I hasten to add in case my wife reads, you know, listens to this, but, you know, I think I mentioned the last time I went through a lot of my own, my own problems with, uh, with alcoholism and recovery and stuff, and I was able to put all that stuff into perspective, and now I'm not the guy with two faces, but I still love the song, because it, it just reminds me of, again, what life was like, and what life was like for a lot of people.
1: So it's my turn to say, okay, let's redo this. <laughs> uh, you know, I as you were talking, I pulled up the lyrics and I was reading them and, and listening to you. And you're, you're so spot on. Um, there is the public persona where, you know, we fake it till we make it. You know, I'm strong, I'm confident. And then the um, inside where, holy moly, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, how am I going to get through this and um, I I now I, I definitely would put this higher after listening to your story and thinking about it because I do think that is as you said the story of I think all of us to a certain degree and especially as a husband and as a father and I, I'm sure that um, as a mother or wife you might have the same feelings but I can only go from my perspective you know there's times when um you know i don't want to be the supportive one or i don't want to be the strong one and uh it you know i always love my family but sometimes i don't like them very much right it's so, that's that's that's
0: absolutely spot on <laughs> yeah
1: and so yeah uh really nice
0: I do like the, yeah, I I pulled up the lyrics as well. At night, I get down on my knees in prayer, love will make that other man go away. And what I would add now is that it does when you get it right. And I think I'm now in the lucky position where I've got that right. And that other guy, he hasn't gone away. I mean, he's still perhaps in the background doing push ups, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he he doesn't run the show. Let's put it that way.
1: You know, and, Jeff, not to get too, um, spiritual on this, but you also have the scene of, um, you know, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, um, Mary, um, Mary had, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the devils and dust song, uh, you know, where, um. Jesus was an only son. Yeah. Where, you know, that night I get down on my knees and pray that our love will make that other man go away. That together, this inside the the doubts and the fears and the person who's not a very nice, uh, the part of me that's not a very nice person, that together my love can help me get that away is really beautiful yeah it's really powerful yeah uh, yeah well well done sir thank you um so i did and and i think we're going to be close uh tougher than the rest i think is my number two song it is absolutely i think bruce's best country and western song Mm. uh it has been covered by many country artists um it is the song that my son played when he asked his fiance to marry him. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, um, he—that is one of their songs. Um, to... I just, I just think it's one of his best songs, and I absolutely uh, love it. I love the the depth of love that he's sharing, and he's saying, you know, I know that um there's a lot of people in your life and some of them may disappointed you but i'm tougher than the rest and i'm going to be there for you
0: yeah yeah that's 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 a lot of what i take out from it as well yeah i I just uh utterly utterly love that so yeah yeah
1: uh so um i'm gonna guess what's your number one has to be tougher than the rest yes that's what i was thinking
0: (laughs) Yeah, just uh, a lot of the reasons you said there. Um, I love the way that it doesn't sugarcoat it. The way that you know a lot of more sort of run-of-the-mill love songs probably do. You know, boy meets girl, they fall in love and live happily ever after. You know, he, he's sort of pulling no punches. You know, you know if you're rough and ready for love, you know this is not going to be easy. You know, and it's not meant to be easy. I don't think. You know, I mean, if if, if everything went was easy, what would be the, what would be the point? But um, and I do like the bit about some of the, the self deprecating bits in there. Some girls they want a handsome Dan or some good looking Joe. You, you know, I, I I could always identify with that because I was never the uh, you know I was never the Rudolph Valentino type person in uh, in my growing up days and. But again, to come back to the music video as well, which was just basically a, a, an in concert version, I think of the of the song. It's just a really really cool video, and Bruce looks really cool and really sort of angry as well as you know loving in the in the album in the in the video. And um, if I can trivialise just for a second. Um, he wears really, really cool cowboy boots <laughs> in, in, that, in that video. And it took me years to get a pair just like them. Um, yeah. You know, but that's no, just a, a fantastic song. I'm lucky enough to have heard it played live a few times. Um, I would really love it to be in every show that I see. Um, he played one of the winery shows, one of the tours that he did out here Um we have this thing where they do—they like, get a big artist, and it's called a day on the green or whatever—and it's it's hosted in a winery, and it's a big big outdoor show. And he did a duet on this one with uh, an Australian singer called Jimmy Barnes, who was the lead singer of a, a very very popular Australian band called Cold Chisel. I don't know if they made it outside of Australia much. and they'd broken up long before I got here, and. He was just appalling. He's one of these singers that comes on and just screams. And it was so not uh, appropriate. And you could see Bruce turning to the somebody on the side and pointing at Jimmy and basically making the cut him out. And, and somebody pressed a button and Jimmy's voice disappeared. He was still singing his heart out on stage, but you couldn't hear him.
1: Oh, how funny.
0: And oh. they did it. They did it the next night as well. Cause you know we were lucky enough to get to both of those shows. So. But uh, it, it, it didn't. It, it, it didn't spoil the song for me. It just added another another memory and another reason to love it.
1: Yeah. When I was lucky enough to get up to Jersey um, last August, um, and he and Patty did tougher than the rest. Um, sing it live, and it was, um, you know, and I know that's one of the songs they do on the uh, Broadway. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I just love this song. I'm right there with you. Um, Just great. And the reason why, so One Step Up is my number one song. Uh, One, I think it is a wonderful story about, the struggles of a marriage and how it sometimes you get in a place where you can't get ahead. But another reason why I picked this, and that's why I said if you had picked Tunnel of Love higher, I would have supported it, is in Houston, um, a couple years ago, it was a sign request. And someone had said, one step up, not played, um, with the full E Street Band since like '89, mm. and he, um, he basically was almost an acoustical version because you know he, you could tell the band had not rehearsed it, and he kind of called them in. You know, Patty started singing background, and the band were slowly feeling how <laughs> to fill it in. And it was just a magical moment of hearing that. Um, I I love the idea that, um, as I've said before, and sometimes in marriage, you do feel like you go one step forward, two steps back. And, but the idea you still holding hands, you know, there is a great um, Brad Paisley song where he says, little moments. And he talks about when she misreads the directions but and we're lost, but still holding hands. Um, I think that's a definition of a good marriage where I'm not yelling at you because you told me we're the wrong way or I got lost. We're like, hey, we're together. We're going to figure it out. And – That's what my wife and I try to do. We don't Mm -hmm. always succeed. Um, You know, no marriage is perfect and no relationship doesn't have its bumps. But I think that's what we try to do is even if we're taking one step forward and two steps back, we're doing it together. And uh, to tie in, you know, she waits for me because I wait for her.
0: Ah, yeah, to 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 allude to another song. Absolutely, uh, yeah, no, that's that's really nice. Uh, yeah, can I move that one as well? Can <laughs> <laughs> move um, all the songs into the top five.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like I said, this is, um, with the exception of "Ain't Got You." Uh, yeah, okay. you know, we'll move that one off. Yeah, uh, this would be a one of uh, a close to. Um, I hate to say "perfect" album, but this is an album that is um, repeatable. It's comforting. It has it shows the wide range of Bruce's songwritings. Mm. Um, this, you know, when I have to list my top five Springsteen albums, this one is always in it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Same, same for me. Always, always going to be there. Um, yeah. Can I just suggest if we take um, "Ain't Got You Out"? Yeah. Do you know the, Do you know the song Two for the Road"?
1: Uh yeah, I do.
0: I think it was a B side of on one of the Tunnel of Love singles or something. I would propose that one to to take its place.
1: Okay, I I I got it. Let's do it. We'll we'll make our own <laughs> mixtape.
0: Yeah. Excellent.
1: Yeah, good. Um, well, this was a blast. Thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed always, it. Yeah, it's always a joy talking to you. Uh, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, no, just hopefully we've uh, hopefully we've spurred some people out there who maybe hadn't listened to this album for a long, long time to to dig it out and play it and uh, remember why we all enjoyed it so much the first time.
1: Absolutely, uh, J- Jeff. If someone wants to reach you, how can they?
0: Uh, they can reach me at jeff.smith.7.0 at gmail.com. Okay,
1: and do you have Twitter?
0: i do but i couldn't tell you my handle off the top of my head all right give me your email address again jeff.smith at uh, so jeff.smith.7.0 at gmail.com all right
1: all right very nice um and i can be reached at jesse jackson um dfw on twitter my are uh, the show's uh, Gmail account is at uh, setlestingbruce at gmail.com The show's Twitter is at Uh Let us know what we got right. Let us know what we got wrong. Tell us why Ain't Got You is one of the greatest Bruce Springsteen <coughs> songs of all time We would love to hear that um, Jeff, as we record this it's in uh, the first part of December but um, I wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season
0: And the same to you guys from, uh, from down here
1: Yeah. And so, uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.